Hey everybody, this is Brother Frank. Welcome to another episode of The Remnant Call. This is unfiltered, uh, unadulterated, and unmasked program we're bringing you to tonight. Uh, The word uh, is so precious. There is truly a famine in the land. Uh, There is famine all around the world, but the famine we are concerned with right now is hearing the true word of God. It has been put to the wayside, and it brings me back to that verse that I always share with people. The most scary, the scariest verse, I think one of them anyways, in the entire Bible, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Meaning that there are people that are calling themselves believers that know and believe in their heart that they are going the right direction. Only they're going to find out in the very end that they were following another gospel. Folks, we must be careful that we are on the right gospel, the gospel of Yeshua, Jesus Christ. That is the life-saving word that has been delivered. There are many of those who are calling their own gospels in this moment, uh, follow this person and follow that person. But if you've listened to myself and Brother Benjamin through the years, we have always said the same thing. And Benjamin, uh, when we bring him on here, I can remember him back as far as 1999 saying the same thing that you must hear from the Lord directly. We still believe that today. He is the one who will lead us through to the very end. And so with that, I'm going to bring on our uh, special guest, family, brother, uh, part of the Remnant Call here. Brother Benjamin, are you here with me? Well, hey, Frank, good afternoon or good evening, I guess, in the East Coast. Hey, yeah, I know you're three hours behind, but it feels like we're right here uh, on the same time zone. Thanks to the technology, we were able to do this. And Benjamin, last time I had you on, brother, uh, it was like night and day. It took my post editing to almost nothing. Uh, I don't have to take the hum out anymore, brother. It just sounds clear. I just praise God for that. Uh, thank God you have internet <laughs> for as long as it lasts. We'll use yeah. it to the best part. So. It- at least a few more months. There you go. It's over. Amen. Praise God, brother. You've been before we get into tonight's show. Um, you've been doing your own YouTube channel. You finally reached, I know, the hundred subscriber. You got more than that, Mark. So we can try to direct link now uh, to your channel uh, into the show notes, uh, brother. Tell us, tell everybody, how can they find you on YouTube? Well, I have a new channel, and it's under the label "The Day of the Lord Is at Hand." Uh, there's also a link to the channel through my website, benjaminbrook.net, which has been completely revised. I would encourage you all, go check out my new website, benjaminbrook.net. There's some great information uh, that's on the web. There's also a series of papers that I've written that can be downloaded for free on uh, subjects that are quite relevant to today, uh, including uh, a paper on the the beginning of the dark night, the end of objective journalism and the rise of the corporate media state. And there's some great resources for you to, to use to, you know, try to wake up friends and family in these final hours. So, but praise God, the Lord's called us forth to basically warn the people and we'll do so until the Titanic is under the waves. And uh, at that point, we'll all be swimming for Zion. Brother, I just went to BenjaminBrook.net. I hadn't been there in quite a while. I did not realize it had 
you would think I didn't even know you, uh, that had been so redone. I must say for the one website that's been the same for, I don't remember how many years, it looks so good. Uh, so praise God, folks, go there, check it out. You can link to the YouTube from there, benjaminbrook.net. And I saw, I like how you have those videos, those topical uh, right underneath there. I like that. Uh, easy to find, easy to look at. Folks, please check it out, benjaminbrook.net. Brother, with that, I'm going to ask if you could open up this show with a word of prayer. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. Pray with us, brothers and sisters. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. And in this time, the Lord told us, pray without ceasing, that you might be found worthy to escape all these things and to stand in the very presence of the Son of Man. And so let us pray. Father God in heaven, we enter your courts with thanksgiving. We enter your gates with praise. We exalt the name of Jesus. We lift up the name of the God of Israel. And we say yes and amen, Lord. Let your will be done. Let your kingdom come in our lives. Let your will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. We consecrate this program tonight to the teaching, the edification, and the healing and deliverance of your people. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Uh, brother, thank you so much for that. And I know we've been talking a lot. Um, it, it's gotten intense. Uh, now we've got some more players in the Ezekiel 38 battle beginning to join in to this current conflict over in the Middle East. Uh, things are exploding rapidly, uh, not only there, but in our country. Uh, folks, I work in the IT. I have an IT company. And uh, we've known the dangers of ransomware, crypto lockers uh, for years. And we've seen the devastation that that can have on a company. Um, but I'm telling you right now, you saw what could happen in one company getting hit. Imagine what happens when a major electrical grid gets hit. You think that your little gas shortage was a problem? Wait till the lights are out. You haven't seen anything yet. You cannot restart these plants quickly it is a process it's slow and we are in real danger um and we just got a little taste of it this week brother i'm turning it back to you well yeah the world is changing so quickly and you know it's just so bizarre that the the people that have chosen to believe in babylon the people that have placed the gods of babylon as their hope and and they look up to these men who are but men and they shall soon all be dead Yet people are trusting in these men that are leading these corrupt institutions, you know, hoping that somehow life will return to normal in America, Babylon. But it is not ever going back to normal. We are in the midst of a, an internal coup d'etat, if you will. A deep state is basically engaged in an internal uh, overthrow of our free republic through the guise of medical tyranny. And, and economic tyranny, and ultimately the world itself will, will cascade into political and military tyranny as the days of vengeance are now coming upon not only our country, but then upon the whole world. But yet the people that want to believe, that place their trust in the arm of the flesh, they look to these institutions of men, hoping that they're going to find the truth. But this is an empire of lies, and there's no truth that's found in turning to men who are living for their own vainglory, for their greed and for their pleasures. The only truth is found in the word of God. 
and in the man and the person of Jesus Christ, who himself said, I am the way and the truth and the life. And no one comes to the father, but by me. And there's no one who's going to be saved, but through the Lord. And, and we are clearly entering into the days of vengeance. It's astonishing, Frank, the 70th year of America, Babylon has ended. It expired on March 20th in the year 2021. So what is that at this point? Not even two months ago. And look how fast the world is changing. And for those of you that are listening that don't understand America, Babylon, or you don't understand the 70 year reign of Babylon, or the fact that the prophecy of Babylon's judgment after 70 years of ruling the nations is being repeated in end time Babylon. If you don't understand these things, go to my website, benjaminbrook.net, go to the radio tab. There's a series of YouTube programs that will explain all of this to you in detail. It's all based on scripture. This is not my conjecture. This is not my opinion. This is the revelation of the word of God. This is the unsealed mystery of prophecy fulfilled yet a second time at the end of the age. And so, you know, here we are knocking on the door of these things. Let's just touch on the news for a moment, Frank. Today, I don't know if you had a chance to watch the video, but uh, the Turkish foreign minister speaking in front of the, the parliament of Turkey, I think, issued an ultimatum to the world. And he challenged America, claiming that we have abandoned the doctrine of the, the rule of protecting innocent people. And he challenged America that if we will not protect the Palestinian people, Turkey will. And for a second day in a row, the government of Turkey has made public statements indicating that they are prepared to go to war against Israel to stop what is taking place in Gaza. And he announced that their international military would be sent to occupy the city of Jerusalem so that Israel will not be able to attack Palestinians in what they consider the third holiest city of Islam. You think a war is coming? Guess again. It's the Battle of Ezekiel 38, and it's World War III that has begun. The lion has emerged from the thicket, and the destroyer of the Gentiles is on his way. Other news from today. The, the health minister of India took the shot. He had the jab, and he died two days later. Yesterday, Israeli television aired live footage of a mob of people beating and lynching an Arab civilian inside Israel. Now, this is horrible. Israel will lose the moral authority. They'll lose the moral advantage in the eyes of the world. This kind of senseless and wicked violence against innocent people. And this is happening all over. Civilian attacks, Jewish neighborhoods, Arab neighborhoods, Jews and Israelis are attacking each other. You know, the same violence, the same spirit of offense. You, you guys have been listening to me for several years. You might remember me talking about how the red horse of war, the seal of the red horse of war was being broken. And the red horse of conflict was coming first to take peace away from the people at a social level, an interpersonal level. Families were being divided, neighborhoods being divided, races are being divided, churches are being divided, and conflict is coming at all levels. Before it breaks out in world war, it's breaking out in conflict and in war at all levels of our society. And so, too, within Israel and, and Palestinian areas, the current warfare that's broken out between Hamas and 
the Gaza area and between the Israeli military, and it's escalating. There's missiles being fired from Syria now. Missiles have been fired from southern Lebanon, although it appears they did not originate with Hezbollah. All of this is escalating to a boiling pitch. And at the same time, I was telling my son who lives in North Carolina, and of course, North Carolina is abbreviated with the letters N-O. And I wrote him an email and I said, N-O Carolina now stands for no gas in Carolina. As gas shortages are emerging, water shortages are emerging, food shortages, the chip shortage is going to result in an interruption in automobile manufacturing. I mean, it's crazy how many crises are breaking out at the same time. Just tonight, we're getting emergency reports that FEMA is out ordering emergency massive quantities of bottled water to be shipped immediately to the Washington, D.C. area. And they are paying truckers exorbitant premiums to ship semi-trailers full of bottled water to the government. Why does the government suddenly need hundreds of thousands of bottles of water? What is about to happen that would require large quantities of bottled water? Is there going to be a disruption in electrical power? Are we going to have an EMP event? Is the grid about to go down? Is there a massive earthquake plant? Is there going to be another false flag? Who knows what's up? But we are nowhere near normal. And we are, the, the direction of the country is not even headed towards normal. We're headed to insanity. Israel calling up their military reserves. Forces in Gaza began deploying suicide drones a few days ago that were able to evade and attack the Israeli Iron Dome system because they fly so low. Well, if Israel cannot stop these drone attacks, their military could be decimated. They won't stand by and allow their military to be decimated. Israel will use whatever weapons are necessary to eliminate a threat to its survival. And they will go as far as the Samson option, which most people consider an unthinkable consideration. And the Samson option involves the use of weapons, massive weapons that would destroy entire cities. Israel is now facing a potential military situation where they may resort to a preemptive strike. And you know, that's unthinkable to Americans, but it's the actual Israeli military doctrine. If confronted with the, um, if confronted with the reality of a military defeat on the battlefield in conventional forces, their doctrine of defense involves using their arsenal of atomic bombs. And you can see the entire Middle East incinerated. So we are, <laughs> we are on the verge of the world changing forever. Uh, this war is escalating faster. It's fast and furious, and it's not slowing down. The fix is in. The economy is collapsing. Our economy is shuttering down. I mean, you start thinking through all the things that are in crisis, Frank. We've got an economic crisis as a result of the COVID lockdowns. Entire sections of the economy are, are not recovering. There is a, a dramatic breakdown in the normal supply chain. There's been a, such a disruption in key components that are produced and shipped from Asia that we do not have the shipping transport capacity to move the product that has been produced to try to resupply the necessary 
inventory in the middle and top tier producers in the West, they don't have the ability to move twice as much freight volume out of the ports of Asia. So there's no way to complete the resupply. The just-in-time inventory system was a system designed to totally collapse. And in fact, it has broken and it's not repairable anytime soon. And instead, the systemic breakdowns appear to be increasing. So the economy is shuddering. The dollar is at in serious risk. Producer prices in our country are exploding. Lumber up 400%. Food, corn, soybeans, 70% year-over-year changes. Iron ore, 110%. I mean, these are hyperinflationary levels. There's a panic occurring in real estate. People are panicking to get out of their dollars. They're panicking to get out of the cities. And they should be in, uh, I guess, a bit of a hurry. If you live in any of the major cities that are not going to fare well when this war comes to our shores, perhaps you should panic and get out. But, you know, all of these things are occurring simultaneously. And against this backdrop, we've got political crisis. We've got a government that in the eyes of half the population was illegitimately elected. We've got America dishonored. and We are a laughingstock of the world with our woke identity, seeming, seemingly the center stage of, of American political life. And we've got collapsing water levels. We've got the, the worst drought in, what, 40 to 50 years occurring in much of the United States. We've got collapsing water levels. <laughs> the list just goes on. We're facing a grand solar minimum. The oceans are dying. Fukushima is beginning to dump massive quantities of radioactive water into the oceans. The earthquakes are accelerating. Volcanoes are increasing at an exponential level. I mean, what's next? 100-pound hailstones? And wormwoods striking the sea and the water's becoming as blood? Well, I'll tell you what's next. What's next is the red horse going to the stage of world war. And we're probably five, six months away from that. If that is correct, if, if my assessment, and, and for the naysayers, I'm not a prophet. I'm not prophesying anything. I'm a military analyst. I'm a financial analyst. I'm a historian. And I'm a biblical student who's sharpened his pen to a level where I've been able to glean things from the scriptures. This judgment has come. The time is appointed. 70th year of Babylon has ended. And has not the world changed in the last 12 months, 14 months, since March of 22, on March 22nd, 2020, a little over 14 months ago, our country was locked down for two weeks, if you remember, to flatten the curve. We need 60,000 ventilators here in New York immediately. We have to flatten the curve. Well, they're still flattening the curve, but they're not flattening the curve. They're flattening the people. They're flattening the republic, replacing it with a communist system. And that process, that great reset work that they are engaged in is only half complete. But the Lord is going to interrupt their plans. They've opened Pandora's box and it's going to explode in their faces momentarily. Even the UN has warned a full-scale war appears to be in process of breaking out in the Middle East. Largest rocket barrage ever came out of Gaza in the last two days. It is simply unbelievable. And so, you know, in that context, these are the days of preparation 
For the remnant, it is time to prepare. For the woman in travail, it is time to prepare for childbirth. For the birth of the kingdom is coming in the lives of the chosen ones. For the Laodiceans, they're going to stay in their denial until the end. And their end will come. Their end will be, it will be a rather, well, it's a hard way to enter the kingdom. Through the doors of death and, and, in, and through the gallows of the beast, many will be martyred. Many people who think that none of this matters, I'm just trusting the Lord, we're all going to disappear any day now. Well, a large number of us won't be around, that much is true. But the process of leaving the planet is going to be such a heartbreak. It's going to be so heart-wrenching for them and so needless so unnecessary. But if we refuse to repent at the hearing of his word, and if we refuse to obey at the wooing of his spirit, if we refuse to fast and pray, if we refuse to turn with all of our hearts, then the Lord will send the necessary persecution to break through our denial veil and to break through our hardened hearts and to cause us to repent utterly. Because the church is in captivity spiritually. Now, most Christians don't know that. They think they're free. They think they're, they've received the truth. They think that they know everything. They don't need to hear anything from another man, from another voice. And yet, where is the fruit of the Spirit? Where is the Evidence of the power of God. These signs will follow those who truly believe and whose hearts are true towards me. Is the essence of the Lord's promises at the end of the book of Mark. In my name, they will cast out devils. And in my name, they will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. They will drink poisons. It will have no effect on them. But there, are, there is no deliverance in the land. Prophet Isaiah, Isha'iah wrote, you know, that we have not wrought any deliverance in the earth. Instead, the witches and the, and the Satanists came in and joined the churches. And what was a legitimate move of the Spirit of God in the early 1970s became corrupted by, by a satanic counterfeit spirit in the 80s and was subsumed by a totally false prophetic movement by the 90s. And most of the people had simply fallen away. And under the guise of, of leadership that knew nothing about the mandate of scripture, in all these churches, people were told, let's all lay hands on each other. Let's all transfer the spirit. But the spirit that was transferred was not the Holy Spirit. People all fell into slavery. The first thing that happens in spiritual slavery is blindness and deafness. People became blind to their condition. And they became deaf to the hearing of the true word of God. While well, the Lord's about to speak to these people who refuse to hear the reading of his word and they refuse to hear his voice from heaven. So now the Lord is going to speak in a manner where everyone will hear him. Even those who, whose ears are deaf. For the whirlwind of his judgment is about to begin. I want to read a little bit if... Frank, if we have the time, um, from a book known as, I, I think it's called Andres 
Frank, are you familiar with this book? It was in the King James Bible years ago. Estrus, E-S-D-R-A-S. Esedrus. Esedrus. Thank you, Frank. Um, I'd like to read a couple um, scriptures from this book of Esedrus. I'll start in chapter 2, verse 36. Flee from the shadows of this world. That is really great advice. Run from everything that is hidden in the shadows of this ruined age and receive the joyfulness of the glory of God. That is the path to deliverance, brothers and sisters. It's not about reciting. It's not about reciting deliverance prayers. It's about receiving the joy of the Lord. And, and our spiritual warfare includes worship and praise for it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. It is the anointing that is the key to our deliverance. And, and the scripture goes on and he, and he testifies, I will testify of my savior openly, bearing witness and glory of the Lord. Oh, receive the gift that is given you. Be glad, give thanks, give thanks unto him that is leading you to his heavenly kingdom. Arise up and stand. And that's what we need to do today. We need to stand up and behold. And we need to look up and behold. And the scripture in Esther reads, behold the number of those that will be sealed in the feast of the Lord. Well, isn't that interesting? The sealing of God's servants will occur during a feast day. Which feast? Could it be the feast of Pentecost? Shavuot, which I know on, on, the, on the church calendars, on the, on the Gentile calendars, the Goyim calendars, and, and the, the, uh, the pharisaical calendars, the rabbinical calendars, I think they have this Sunday as Pentecost, Shavuot. Um, but if you count from the first Sabbath following the Passover, it would push the feast day back one entire week which would mean this is the 10th day. There's 10 days to the Feast of Pentecost. So this would be the day that the disciples began to enter in the upper room. This would be the day that Jesus told his people right before he ascended into heaven, don't depart from where you are. Don't leave Jerusalem. Don't leave your prayer closet until you receive power from on high, until you receive the visitation of the Lord. And we would then... If, if we were going to follow in the footsteps of the disciples, the apostles, we would consecrate this next 10-day period to fasting, praying, and seeking the Lord. Turn away from your own vain pleasures. Turn away from the entertainment of Babylon. Turn off your television. If you live in Idaho, shoot the TV. Just put it inside a box so it doesn't make a big mess when, it, when you blow it into little pieces. But you know, get rid of the talking head of the beast. Get the talking image of the beast out of the house. Get the sodomites out of your house. Turn off the television. Throw it in the trash. Whatever you got to do. And enter into your prayer closet. And wait for the power from on high. For the Lord is going to number those that are sealed in the feast of the Lord. Is it this Pentecost? Is it the feast of tabernacles in four months time? We shall see. Those who are sealed have departed from the shadows of the world and in so doing have received the glorious garments of the Lord. And I remember the Lord speaking audibly to me saying, they bear 
kingly and priestly robes. And God is inviting you adamantly and imminently. And adamant means with absolute assurance. And imminently means it's coming fast, people. And I bear witness. I testify before you now in the name of the Lord that these be the true words of God. The anointed remnant, the ones that are called to be part of his company that will walk in the fullness of his power. They bear kingly and priestly robes. And God is inviting you. And he's adamant about it. The Lord is serious. And it's imminent. We best take heed how we redeem this time. For we must depart from the shadows of this world, come out of the darkness, and touch not the unclean thing. It matters not what you've done. It matters how deep the repentance. And receive the glorious garments of God's righteousness, the garments of the king, and the garments of the high priest. And take thy number, O Zion, and shut up those of thine that are clothed in white. Shut them up, seal them up who have fulfilled the law of the Lord. What law are we to fulfill? The law of the old covenant? Is this all about our behavior in the flesh? Or is it perhaps the law of the spirit? Perhaps might we be more wise than those who are wise in their own eyes by receiving the word of the Lord with humility. And think not more highly than ourselves. Let's not approach these mysteries through the Hellenist school to the knowledge of good and evil, thinking we can judge these matters in the flesh or fooling ourselves. These are, as Jesus told us in John, when he said, you must eat my body and drink my blood. Did he actually mean we should be cannibals? No, he, he told the disciples, these words are spirit and in truth. He was talking the spiritual life essence of his life and his blood that would be shed for the propitiation of our sins. Unless this is part of us, unless this is the very source of our life, we remain dead in our sins. It had nothing to do with the flesh. The flesh profits nothing. So too in this time, we must obey the law of the spirit of God. Search it out. Study the words and the writings of the new covenant and understand for yourself, we must enter into the presence of God through the law of the spirit. For the flesh profits nothing. It doesn't matter how religious you are. If you have not the anointing, you are none of his. The number of thy children, whom thou longest for, is fulfilled. Beseech, brought forth by the power of the Lord, that thy people who've been called from the beginning may now be made holy. You know, the church has never been taught the truth. They were taught the legal doctrine of justification. Yes, the righteous are justified. We've been legally justified. But who is justified and who is simply deceivedified? Who are the many that on that day are going to be saying, Lord, Lord, and he's going to say, I never knew you. They were not justified. They were deceived in their own eyes. So who are the justified? They are the ones that went on to be sanctified. And what does that mean? It means their lives are transformed. A new creation actually is born again in them. And they die daily. And yes, the most righteous of us continue to struggle. But we don't keep committing the same sins. God's peeling back the onion of the corrupt nature of the flesh. And we begin to overcome. 
Now, the grace of God doesn't cover us if we merely continue in our sins. We must repent and put them away now. Well, we run the risk of utter ruin for the tidal wave of deception that is coming will sweep away all of the lukewarm. And they won't know what has happened to them. No, we want to be among the number that are being called and fulfilled, who've been justified and are now being sanctified, that we may become holy. And he says, I, Estras, saw upon the mountain of Zion a great company of people who I could not number, and they all praised the Lord with songs. God's been impressing upon me to tell you to include praise and worship in your intercessory prayer times. A lot of people are anxious and praying out of a spirit of anxiety, a spirit of fear, and perfect love will cast out fear, and the perfect peace of God will keep you from the terror that is about to consume the people of this world. Everything that they believe in is about to fail them. Everything they hoped for is going to vanish like a mirage. And they will only see darkness and gloom upon the earth. The only people that can walk in this time are the people who know their God and who can enter his presence. So we enter the presence of the Lord with thanksgiving. We enter his courts with praise. And our spiritual warfare is mixed with songs of deliverance. Hallelujah. Estrus chapter 6. Behold, the days will come and will begin to draw nigh when the Lord will visit those that dwell upon the earth and will begin to make an inquisition of them for what they've done in hurting and unjustly persecuting my righteous when the afflictions of Zion shall be fulfilled. Brothers and sisters who are of the remnant, who've walked the path of affliction, who've been despised by the many, who've literally drank the same portion, the same cup that was given to the master when he walked among us as a man. He was a man of sorrows, rejected and afflicted. We despised him. The people despised him. Jesus suffered many things. He told the disciples, the son of man must suffer many things. This was hidden from their eyes. They didn't know what he's talking about. He explained it. In part, quite clearly, he said, I must be rejected by the chief priests and the elders and the Pharisees and the religious leaders, and they will hate me. They're going to persecute me. They're ultimately going to kill me, and I'm going to die. But I'll be raised from the dead. And the scripture says they didn't understand what he was talking about because they were too preoccupied with something else that was on their mind. Which one of them was going to be the greatest? I think how the Lord must have felt But when he told them the son of man must suffer many things, he was actually referring to his entire life. He was talking about when he was young, how he was ostracized because everyone knew Mary had given birth within months of her wedding to Joseph. Jesus was not born out of wedlock. He wasn't born a year after the marriage. Therefore, in the eyes of the religious community, He would have been viewed as a bastard son, which under the old covenant Torah is the worst curse you could come under. So the Lord, his entire childhood and even adult years before he began his ministry, in the eyes of many, 
in his own hometown, even his own synagogue, would have viewed him as a second-class citizen, one who had a mark of a curse unto ten generations. But the Lord was blessed. They judged him wrongfully. He was conceived without sin because his father was God Almighty. And he himself is the king of kings who came into the earth as a man, but in the most humble of all ways and in the eyes of his fellow countrymen. In their eyes, he came under shame. So too in the remnant, many, many have been persecuted wrongfully, judged for things they didn't even do. And so our eyes will be opened soon and the affliction of Zion shall be fulfilled and the cup of affliction will be taken out of our hand and the cup of rejoicing will be given to the remnant. And the cup of affliction will be given to our tormentors. And when the world that shall begin to vanish away shall be finished, the book shall be opened and they will all see together. Hallelujah. And suddenly the sown land will appear unsown, and the full storehouses shall suddenly be found empty. The grocery stores will be empty. The gasoline gone. The food stores suddenly disappearing. Even the fields that would normally be full of crops shall suddenly die from drought and thirst. The pasture will appear desolate. The trees, the branches will die. The trumpet shall sound. The trumpet of war shall sound. And the trumpet of judgment shall be heard in the land. And then all of the nations shall be suddenly afraid. And at that time, friends will fight one another. Families will become like enemies. And the earth will stand in fear. And those that dwell in will tremble and shake. And the springs of the fountains shall dry up. And the mountains shall tremble. And whosoever remains after all of these, they will escape. After all of these judgments come into the earth, those that remain, Yathar, the remnant, to leave a righteous remnant, those that shall escape will see my salvation and the end of the world. And the men that have received this truth shall see it, who have not tasted death from their birth, and the inheritance. The heart of the inhabitants shall be changed and evil shall be put out and deceit shall end. And for faith, it shall flourish. Corruption shall be overcome and the truth shall be lifted up, which has been for so long without fruit, yet shall now be declared. That is what is now taking place. Is it not amazing? It is astonishing it's a wonder to behold it with your eyes for indeed the day of the lord has come even as it was prophesied in the scriptures of truth hallelujah hallelujah amen praise god folks if you've never read any of the uh, apocryphal books um you know I, I would say you ought to read them. I'm not saying everything in the Apocrypha is divinely inspired. That was a big debate. You can go back and read the history on it, but a lot of it is considered to be valid history. 
and there's stuff in there. And so if you've never read the apocryphal books, you ought to read them. Um, you know, people read these books five ways to a better you off the fables of the Christian bookstores, yet they won't read something that was in the, uh, you know, the original before they separated the apocryphal books out, uh, read by the early church. So Benjamin, thanks for sharing that from that book. Um, uh, that was that was great, and folks, there, it, it, there's no doubt in denying we, it's changed, it's different, and as most people say, it's never going back. It, it's something the world has accepted. They want you to accept it, and uh, you should accept it because it's not going back to the way it was. This is the days of preparation preparing for what's coming. Uh, Benjamin, thank you for reminding us about setting apart this time onto Pentecost. Folks, in 10 days, they changed the world after that in 30 years on foot. They took the gospel around the world because they spent 10 days with the Lord. What happens when you spend 10 days with the Lord? I'm telling you what, be prepared to make changes in the environment around you. Um, it's going to, it's powerful. So please set this time apart, brother. Um, I just put, was putting it on my calendar tonight, uh, while you were talking, because I want to make sure each one of these days count between now and Pentecost. It's, it's simply amazing how fast things are changing. And, you know, the naysayers, of course, will do their job of mocking and scoffing and, and they'll give us the, oh, well, no one knows the day or the hour, Benjamin. Well, that was a reference to the day of the second coming. And yeah, we don't know the day or the hour. Very true. But the timing of the judgment of God, the timing of the judgment of Babylon, America is in fact um, prophesied in Jeremiah 50, verse 44. Look it up for yourself. And oh, by the way, we were told that the Antichrist, the lion who is coming, shall come up from the swelling of the Jordan, which is the crisis in the Middle East. World War III will start with a crisis in the Middle East. And then over the summer, the world will begin to burn and it will culminate in a world war in the fall before the harvest and the season of fall. And so, you know, it sort of looks like we're having a little crisis in the Middle East. You know, hold on for a day or two and let's see what's next. That's right. And, and, and it's, that's why it's important, folks, that you've got to hear from the Lord right now. You really got to get tuned in and hear what he would have you to do. Um, Benjamin and I, we can share stuff with you and hopefully, you know, and once you and, and help to encourage you to seek the Lord. But if you're relying on a person this hour to lead you, you're greatly mistaken. Uh, that's not going to happen. The Lord is specific in his word. In the last hour, we are not to rely on men. We are to wait upon the Lord. Brother, I think you've quoted that verse maybe a thousand times or more. And uh, if we haven't gotten it by now, I don't know what else to do. Um, it's in Micah. And you need, yeah. to, you, you need to understand it is the Lord himself that will do the leading. That's good news. That's really good news. Um, but you got to get close. You got to start listening. And that means tuning out Babylonian music, which is in the static, in the fog of Babylon all around us right now from oh, the yeah. news, from everything. You know, I just was looking here uh, at, the, uh, you know, everything that's going on. And all on top of that, you know, hey, by the chance, maybe there's aliens among us. I mean, it's like, what else 
can they possibly try to get us to believe before this thing's done with brother? I'm not sure, but they're going to try it. Well, yeah. You know, if, if anybody is listening to uh, secular satanic music, um, you should stop because that music is all, it, it's actually recorded with witchcraft incantation backmasted it's backward recorded in the background sound tracks so that you can't make it out but you play that music you are playing witchcraft incantations channeling the demonic into your car into your home into your family into your life and it's a form of suicide and you should be wise as a serpent but innocent as a dove you know, you got to decide what side you want to be on. There's no middle ground. You either enter into the inner court, which is the holy place, which is actually the door into the Lord's house. The outer court of the temple is the place where the mixed multitude get, gathers. The unsaved, the unclean are permitted to come in and hear from the Lord. But only those who have washed their garments and who have made a sacrifice of their own life, a living sacrifice on the brazen altar that burns before the gate to the holy place. Only they are allowed in to the inner sanctuary, which is the place of the Holy Spirit. It's the place of the anointing. And if you are not entering into the spirit of God, then you need to examine your heart, call upon the name of the Lord, begin fasting and praying, diligently seek the Lord with your whole heart, and you'll find him. Amen. But the, the game of uh, compromise is a game that can only lose now. So it's time that we all stopped playing. Amen. And brother, you're right on about the music. I, I may have told you this story years ago. I, I was listening to this guy. They started a Christian television station in South America and they had programming but they only had so much they literally ran out of programming they didn't know what to do so they had these vhs tapes or whatever they were of just like these beautiful hymns with wonderful nature scenery so they just put them in to fill all this time well people were just listening to that they started getting in people call writing in the station saying listen this music has changed our home we let it play all day long things began to change folks if godly music drives the devil out it's in the bible that's what happened when king david played and if godly music drives the devil out what do you think ungodly music does well, I think you know the answer. So, brother, thank you oh, for yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, it's powerful time, folks. This is uh, this is the time just to get ready. Let's just do it. I mean, tomorrow is too late. Everybody always wants to. I'll start this tomorrow. It's like diets. They just don't happen tomorrow. A person <laughs> who's serious, they start right now. They start now, not tomorrow. And so, folks, it's time to begin to start. Brother, thank you so much for sharing with us tonight. Please check out Brother Benjamin's YouTube channel. I'm just going to make it easy for you. Go to BenjaminBaruch.net. I was so excited. I didn't even know he'd gotten that, uh, that website that had been the same for like 20 years, it feels like. Updated. <laughs> it looks really good. I'm just busting your chops a little bit, brother. But uh, it looks really good. I was actually impressed. I was like, wow, what happened? But man, you can check it out. Link right to his 
YouTube. Just find everything you need. Let's get in this thing. Let's share it. Let's get out there in this world. Tell people about Jesus. It won't be long. We're going to be having an official remnant call around the sea of glass one day, brothers and sisters. It's going to be glorious. Amen. Amen. And Frank, on the website, there's a tab that it's called radio. It's really more like the blog top stuff, but it's a bunch of YouTubes. It's the really the most relevant and some of the most powerful YouTube programs we've recorded. And you can go scroll through. If you haven't heard those programs, they are well worth the investment of your time in preparing you and your family for what is now coming to pass in the land. Amen. Praise God. Well, folks, you heard it here. So keep looking up, keep in the faith. It won't be long. This thing will be over. And trust me, the Lord will take care of that, which is his. He promised it in his word to never leave us nor forsake us. You can take that one all the way to the kingdom. This is brother Frank and brother Benjamin on the remnant call saying to everybody, good night and shalom. Trumpet in Zion, for the day of the Lord is come. Blow a trumpet in Zion.